for hanging out with us today on the Ascent Church Podcast. We're about to hear a message from our lead pastor, Thomas Lane. We hope this encourages you and meets you exactly where you are. Whatever battle you are fighting, know that you are not alone and we're all in this together. Here's today's message. Well, hey, y'all. So glad to see you. It's an honor to have you. This is fun. It's like a new tradition. Maybe you're gathered with the family around the Christmas tree. Maybe you're at work. Maybe you're on the road. Whatever the case may be, we're so glad you're here in this wild time of year. It's a natural time to kind of slow down and reflect. So let's do that together. Maybe you're new around here. Maybe kind of Christmas Eve was your first time with us. We're glad you're here. If we haven't done so, let's connect. Let's do so on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out at Church VA. We'd love to keep the encouragement coming, especially as we head into a new year and a new season. Same with iTunes and YouTube. We'd love to encourage you in this new year. So let's connect. I think there's two different groups I'm speaking to, and uh, maybe the family's divided wherever you're at. I think a lot of us, from what I've seen, are really excited to be done 2020, but I think a lot of us maybe are a little hesitant to be done 2020, because at first I think we're all amped, right? We're like, let's get out of 2020. I'm done with it. See you later. But then you're like, well, what about 2021? Like, what's the vibe? Like, what is there to expect in this new season? Because if you're like me, you were amped for 2020. And it's interesting to see what this year is going to bring. But regardless, what we're going to do, we're going to slow down. Regardless how you're feeling, we're going to reflect. This could have been one of the best years of your life. It could have been your worst. It could have been the best year for you for business. Or you possibly could have lost your business. You could have lost a loved one. You could have maybe had a baby. You could have lost or ended a relationship or maybe started a new one. Whatever the case may be, let's slow down. Let's reflect. I just want to go over just two verses. It's kind of one long sentence, but we're going to go over this together. This is Ephesians chapter four, verses 20 and 21. Paul in Ephesians and Colossians, he gets long-winded, he gets flowery in his language. So follow me with this. It says this. You've probably heard this before. This is one of Weston's absolute favorites. It It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Pray with me. Pray with me. Father God, God, wherever we are right now, if we're at home or in the living room with the family or if we're completely alone right now, work, car, wherever, God, we ask you to meet us right here. As we slow down, as we reflect, we ask you to prepare our hearts for a new season and a new year. And may these words that we're going to dig into today, Ephesians chapter 4, 20 and 21, may they be more relevant than ever. We love you in your son's name. Amen. Let's slow down. Let's break this down. The first three words are a little weird. It says now to him. That's just the start of this like praise, this moment, this really popular Bible verse. It says now to him. Now what? to him. to What 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 does that mean? If you look back, what, what's Paul talking about? He's actually saying glory to him. He's saying glory or praise him. There's a biblical principle that we should start with praise, the primacy of praise. In the Lord's Prayer, the most popular prayer in the whole Bible, when they said Jesus teaches to pray, what he said to do is when you pray, don't do what me and you tend to do. Don't just list off our problems. I'm worried about the year, worried about the vaccine, worried about the finances, worried about my house, worried about my kids, worried about this stuff. Don't just do that. We're supposed to start with praise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Before I list my problems, I acknowledge his supremacy. I acknowledge that he is God, that he is the alpha and the omega, that he is above and beyond all this stuff. This friend of mine, he's a preacher and 
someone in his church went to him and she said, I used to pray and I was, every time I would pray, I would end up feeling worse. I would be like, God, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about paying the bills. And, and she'd pray for a few minutes and eventually she would realize that she, she felt defeated. She felt exhausted. She felt like she was doing it wrong. But after trying it Jesus' way, after trying it Paul's way here, putting God's glory and his praise first, she found what that did. It framed for her a perspective. So before we get to this and that 2021 or this problem or that challenge, before we even get there, we acknowledge that God is God, that he's above all this, that he's greater. We're making our God, we're reminding us that our God is very big and that in comparison, our problems are actually very small. That's how Paul starts. That's how Jesus said to start. That's how we need to start. Point one is this. I want you to write this down. It says, it's because of 2020, I'm going to praise him. Whatever happened in 2020, best year, worst year, as we head into 2021, because of 2020, I'm going to praise him. Let's continue. Now to him, next part, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, I can't measure the grace he's given me. I can't measure the favor he's given me. I can't measure the opportunity that he's given me. And I would guess you couldn't do so either. Paul's reminding us something that we should already know, but often we're not conscious of, that his grace is immeasurable. His presence is immeasurable. All the things he's done in our lives, we actually can't measure them. I want to ask you, could you count it? Could you count it? Even in a year like 2020, if you sat down with a journal and tried to, could you count it? Could you count it? Or is it immeasurable of all the times he's shown up for you? Even the times you forgot to thank him, could you count it all the times he's shown you grace? All the times he's shown you favor? All the times he's given you joy or love or peace or patience or just a small little reminder of his presence? Could you count it? I think it's immeasurable. I think Paul picked that word perfectly because even in a year like this, it's immeasurable. So point two is this. I want to put this on you. Because of 2020, I'm never going to limit him again. His grace is immeasurable. His power is immeasurable. I think this is huge, but God did more than I asked. God did more than I imagined and I think if you can sit down and honestly reflect, God did more than you asked or imagined with your family, with your relationships, with your relationship with him. Maybe this not year, I would guess it's not as you planned or anticipated, but I still think if we look back, God, possibly, I believe it in my life, maybe in yours, that he did more than you could have ever asked or imagined. Because of 2020, I learned that God can do unfathomable things in unfortunate seasons. And life is so quick. We don't often stop and hit the brakes and, and reflect and slow down. Just take a second. I know it was unfortunate. A lot of went down, but think of some of the unfathomable things he did, maybe in your life or at work or at the church. I'm celebrating every single baptism, the dozens of baptisms that we saw this year, the dozens of salvations we saw in the house or online, the hundreds of people we were able to reach actually doing church or online across the state 
the country, the world. I'm thanking him. We did church at five different places this year. We were at a middle school. We were um, at a different church doing the online thing. We were at a hotel, right? We were we were at the KOA for a week. Now we're at our own building, five different places. It's unfathomable. And we're so excited as we've been celebrating that God gave us a home. And we're so thankful to be able to work with our friends, Ark and Oasis Church to be able to give them a home. God did so much more than I could have asked or imagined. He did so much more. It's unfathomable what he did. Because of 2020, I'm more hopeful than ever. Because I'm learning more than ever that God is God. It's not based on my mood or my circumstances or whether I'm really optimistic that day or really pessimistic. God is God and he's working, he's doing something even if I don't acknowledge it even if I don't anticipate it, even if I don't expect it, what would change if we lived this way in 2021? What would change? How would that affect your home life? How would that affect the nine to five? How would that affect your relationship with your kids? How would that affect your quiet time? How would that affect things if we took this to heart? If we held on to this verse, let's continue. Paul continues, he says, according to his power that is at work among us. Because of 2020, I'm reminded God is working even when I don't feel it. It's easy for me to be discouraged. It's easy for you to be discouraged. Right? Like I could be having a killer day, killer week, and one little thing, one little email, one little comment, one little thing, not go how I want it to. It can throw me off. It's such a reminder. I love what Paul's doing, that God's power is at work among us. When you're at the table with your kids having dinner, God's power is at work among you. When you are gathering for worship, whether it's in your living room or in the house, God's power is at work among you. If you're at work, even if you don't want to be there, and you're like, God, why'd you put me here? God's power is at work in that place. I am still just shocked of the hundreds of people that came forward to declare a word, to lay down a word, to lay down an offering, an eager expectation of what God is calling us to do, who is calling us to be in 2021. Words like grow, words like fight, words like a reclaim, words like kind of start over. I love that. It's so encouraging to me and don't miss it, that God's power is at work. He's working in our church. He's working in the capital C church. God is not done yet. His power is at work among us. I love where Paul goes with this. We go back to the glory idea. He says, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Because of 2020, I'm prioritizing community more than ever. More than ever. Some friends told me, so in in March, we had to quit gathering in person for a bit. And they told me the, the few weeks before that, like before that happened, they just slept in. They were like, we had stuff going on. We didn't think, we just assumed, oh, we'll go next week. And they were, they, they were sharing with me how difficult that was to not be able to be in the house. Let's not stop gathering together. Whether you can come in person, be there, put it first, come serve, come grow, come join a group in person or online, become a part of the family, get involved in discipleship, actually grow. I'm prioritizing community more than ever. Also this, because of 2020, I'm never letting anything divide us again. I've seen so much division and separation this year. It's been so painful. It's been so difficult. One of the hardest things for me this year is how many people have left our church, how many people have left other churches of friends of mine who are pastors. 
And it's always something that's just like a hot topic, you know, and I've shared this with you. I'll share it again. People have left because I can't believe you'd wear a mask. People have left because I can't believe you're wearing a mask. Not, not I can't believe you're not wearing one 24 seven. It's the vaccine thing. Yeah, I'm getting the vaccine. I can't believe you get a vaccine. I can't believe we should be in school. I can't believe there's so many like ideas and thoughts and it's so polarizing. Let me remind you, I've shared this. I feel like a broken record, but the word devil means divider. The word Satan means accuser. And some of y'all are just falling right into that trap. I've lost a lot of friends this year because of like something political. And I want you to know, I love when the church is diverse racially, socially, culturally, socioeconomically, politically. I think it is a beautiful thing and a testament to the grace and the power of our God when there's people of different backgrounds, classes, races together in the room. The church is the only thing, the blood of Jesus is the only thing that I believe can bring this diverse crazy, different, opinionated group of people together to worship our God. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Let's not lose sight of that. That's such a cool testament to someone who's new on the outside to be able to look around and be like, man, these people are different. They don't agree on much other than on God. Like, I think that's such a beautiful thing. I used to joke, but coming up to church, there'd be these two cars next to each other every week. And this car's got the got the NRA bumper sticker, the Make America Great Again bumper sticker, car next to it, it literally sticker, friends, don't let friends vote for Trump. And I know these people and I know them and they serve together and they do church together and they raise their hands and worship God together. And you might think, how is that possible? Laying our differences aside, not letting anything divide us. This is a time for unity. And because of 2020, I'm not going to let anything divide us ever again. I'm going to challenge us to put these trivial things away. Paul rounds it out right here. He says, throughout all generations, glory to God, throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. Paul is focused on the future. And because of 2020, I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on the future. I brought my five-year-old into the, our new church building. And I was walking around with him. I wanted him to have fun and like be excited and appreciate it. So like we, I gave him a Nerf gun. He was running around shooting, shooting the wall, shooting some of my staff with a Nerf gun. He had a good time. Took him up in the scissor lift. He thought that was dope. I gave him a hammer. Don't tell his mother. Very unsafe. Let him through the hammer at the wall that we're taking down. He had a blast and he's been telling his friends about it. But I wanted him to just like kind of get. I wanted him to kind of understand kind of the gravity of what we were doing. So I wanted him to see like our kids area or our kids wing. Someone asked me the other day, they said, is the new church going to have like a kid space? And I, I, I realized, I said, we don't have a room, right? We've been in like a gym. I said, we have a whole wing. And like, that's cool to say, like, and I wanted my kid to see it. And so I'm walking my little son, Thomas, he's five. We're walking through and I'm showing him the eight rooms and I'm telling him, okay, we're going to paint this. And they're going to be this kind of toys here. And I'm like, you're going to be able to bring friends here and have fun with your leaders here and learn so much here. And he's kind of nodding. He's kind of seems to get it. He's holding my hand and I'm not sure if it's really clicking, but we're walking through. And I said, remember that virus, man? I said, this was a crazy year, but God is God. And he gave us this building in this crazy season and God's been present and he's been faithful. And not only did our church not, not die, but God's doing more than ever. And we're just so thankful. And my little five-year-old, we're walking through, he's holding my hand. He looked around and he says, daddy, God can do anything. And I said, buddy, that's exactly right. Everyone in A-Kids 
all our leaders, everyone who's doing something to make this happening, to, to make that our church move forward and to make it happen. Thank you for creating a place where my son can learn that God can do anything. Because if 2020 is anything, it's been a time, it's been a year for us to all learn or for us to be reminded that our God can do anything because of 2020. I'm convinced more than ever before, my God can do anything. And if God can do anything this year, what does my God, what does your God have in store for 2021? Pray with me. Father God, we ask you to do something. God, I pray that you've revealed to us how you've worked in 2020 for big, big, flashy things or maybe small, subtle things. But God, thank you for speaking through my son, the idea, the truth, the biblical truth that God can do anything. You've done it. I thank you, God, that you're present. I thank you, God, that you're working and all glory and honor goes to you. I wanna speak this over everyone, whether they're in the car or at the gym or on the road or holding hands with their family right now in the cozy living room by the tree, Ephesians 4, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us because his power is at work right now within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message and we'd love to stay connected. So make sure to click subscribe. We love to spread the word and you can help take this message to others. Leaving a quick review, sharing it with someone or connecting with us on social all make a huge difference. And a special thanks to you who give generously to make this ministry possible. And if God is calling you to partner with us, visit us at ascentchurch.net. We love you and know that you are not alone.